Hey, it's Laura. Welcome to TMST. So do you know this quote, truth without love is brutality and love without truth is hypocrisy? It's by Warren Worsby, an American theologian. And today's guest has felt the brutality of truth without love. She's lived through the reality that even when you have a lie that feels so big, you think there's no way you could survive telling the truth, you can. Brianna Media blew up on Instagram as a vagabond lifestyle influencer. It was her, her van, her dogs, and for a time, her husband. And according to her, it was really good until it wasn't. And then it got really scary. In her book, New York Times bestseller, by the way, Nowhere for Very Long, and in our conversation, Brianna takes us behind the curtain of an Instagram lifestyle influencer. While the world was fixed on her very attractive appearing life, she was living with a slow, gnawing truth that was literally killing her. And when she came clean on Instagram, the geyser of vitriol was horrific. The extreme shaming she received after admitting that she made some admittedly desperate life choices was topped only by the brutality she inflicted on herself, a brutality that had her considering some irrevocable actions. Brianna is able to talk about some big truths and hard things, and yet it never feels like trauma porn. There's no voyeuristic charge to her story, so you're left being able to see where we've all made choices we wouldn't want to repeat and where we could go from there. She's really sharp, and I loved her book, and I'm excited to have her on the show. Here's Brianna. Well, it's so good to have you on. It's, uh, yeah, I read the book and I just have to say, like, you are a really good writer. It's not easy to write a book. It's not easy to tell, to tell your story and, and to, to have the language be so beautiful is, is really nice as a reader. So thank you so much. That means the world, because that was my biggest, one of my bigger concerns I knew a lot of people were maybe expecting it to be, um, yeah, more like my Instagram posts in that. And I, and I do feel like I leaned a little bit on the concept of sort of like shorter stories, um, and trying to like weave those together. I mean, that was the hardest part. It's like, where do things go, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of making this a cohesive storyline and, I was so in my head the whole time because of social media, because it felt like there was this preconceived and because of the way that my brain works, it was almost like I assumed people were already disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. Horrible. I am. I beat the hell out of myself up here. Um, And so I was like, I figured some people were expecting like, this book to just be adventures and bright, sunny desert, happy van things. Mm -hmm. And I think this book ended up kind of, I started out thinking it was going to be that too, because when I signed on to write it, that's really what my life was. Right. I really was 
stupidly happy, just floating around in the desert and look at my, I mean, not perfect, but look at my, you know, this life that I wanted really came to fruition. And I was in an amazing place with my now Mm ex-husband and, you know, my dogs were well and things hadn't, you know, totally become the chaos of social media that it is now. Yeah. And I was writing and writing and the entire time I was like, well, how am I going to end this? How am I going to like, where is this going? Because it's not an Instagram caption. It has to keep going. And then, yeah, my dog's accident happened and I stopped writing for over a year. And then I got divorced and my entire life blew up. And in the course of the last year, 2020, um, like the last year of me actually writing this book, I was writing about getting divorced while actively getting divorced. Man, I don't know how you did that. I don't either. I think I left my body. <laughs> you had to live through it and and you could feel how painful a lot of that was. And so much of it happened like at the end. You know, there's like a lot condensed into that that last part um with the divorce and the the accident and all that. Sometimes I think some this idea that I, I think of often is like being a writer. Sometimes I think there is an inherent level of disassociation that kind of needs to be present because you have to hover above yourself sometimes to really kind mm-hmm. of see what's going on and, and see the full story. So you have to leave your body. And yeah, a lot of the end of my book, the divorce, I mean, that was devastating. So a big theme in, in the book is honesty, honesty with yourself, honesty with others, the courage that that actually takes. And your writing is very honest. You can feel it. What did it take for you to tell this story honestly? To not – because you had some – shit that didn't make you look so good and you knew it. So what did it take for you to do that? I just honestly thought, fuck it. (laughs) I mean, as callous Mm -hmm. as that sounds, I was like, what do I have to lose? Like, it sounds so grim, but I think after the entire rug is ripped out from under you, you are just like, you lose, you no longer white knuckle grip this concept that you're in control or that everything you do is, you know, so not important to the world, but I I guess I just, I felt like, why not? You also had the experience of keeping a secret with the accident. Like you had this, and it happened in a way that was like, out of control and it feels like it just it got away from you in this like this way before you had before you could reel it back in you had the experience of not being honest and feeling like this self-hatred because of it that was all about truth and lies and secrets and how destructive they oh, it are kill- it almost killed me I mean it and it's and it sounds 
sometimes I still feel like, God, people really go through a lot of stuff. And it's just so funny, funny, but you know, like it was an accident with my dog. It's just the most like bizarre sort of story. And it's amazing in a lot of ways. And it's horrifying in a lot of ways. And I just hiding, I, I found that hiding anything just, it almost killed me. And I, I truly, Mm -hmm. when I came out with the truth, I did so because I was genuinely on the phone with suicide hotlines and I had lost the only other person who carried that. Will you say just like that, the, the sort of high level story of what happened. Yes. So people who don't have so, read it yet um, don't know. My ex-husband and I, we used to, it's called redneck running your dog, um, where you just kind of let them run as you're driving along. And we were going, it was something we did all the time. We were going too fast. Um, Dagwood went under the tire and sustained horrible injuries. And I posted about it on Instagram and my mom started to go fund me. In sort of yes. this fever dream of yes. being in the hospital, you posted because that was yes, the thing exactly. you needed to do. And social media yeah. was my coping mechanism. And I mm-hmm. wanted so badly to believe that it wasn't us. That it, like there's, I mean, you mm-hmm. would. Something else. There was some other reason why this was happening. Yeah. And I, I mean, that was the only way that I knew how to start the chapter about his accident was just saying like, I fully created a man who did this. I, I mm-hmm. designed what he looked like, what his car looked like. And it was just, I started lying to myself and that makes it quite easy to hide the truth from other people. And I felt sick and horrible every day for years. And I will, I will always carry some of that with me. It'll be four years in October since he went under the tire. And, um, you know, it just, it felt like, again, if honesty is safety, I was so unsafe. I was in fight or flight. And when people would ask even the most minor question, I mean, still to this day, especially since the book has come out, there's people who are were unfamiliar with my social media and they, or people who kind of stumble upon my page or not. It's just kind of an old photo of Dagwood with his injuries and they'll write, what does any, like, does anyone know what happened? Oh, I die inside. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, mm-hmm. I just feel this defensiveness, this backed into a corner because I still would give anything for what really happened to not be the truth. You know, when I, when I came out with the truth, I had a friend, you know, and obviously where else was I going to do this? Instagram. That's where the whole thing went down. Well, the lie was there. Yes, exactly. So you got it. Like, that's where you're going to go with the truth. Right. And so I, 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 I had, I wrote it and I, I posted it and I felt like this immediate sense of, even if there is such incredible backlash, even if people say you better give me every dime back, Mm 
Mm-hmm. I, even if I had to disappear from the internet, I was totally okay with that because yeah, I you was were free, killing myself. Mm-hmm. I was dying. And so the options were very clear to me. And I handed my phone to my friend and she took it from me <laughs> for like a full 48 hours. And she just kept coming in because I was staying with her immediately post-divorce. Apparently I'm a masochist. I decided to post it a month after I moved out and left my husband. Well, if you're in if you're in a period of clearing, yes. let's just yes. do it. Exactly. Um, but she would pop into my room and and read some really supportive comment and obviously delete ones that were horrible. And people have a right to their opinion. They have a right to be upset. But the way that people spoke to me, I mean, the the book, I I think I said four, five sentences, just repeating some of the things that have been said to me. I could write an entire book of just copying and pasting horrific, horrific things that people have Mm -hmm. said. But there were thousands and thousands of comments of people saying, I kind of suspected that's what happened. I would have donated anyway. I don't care. I wanted to save a dog. I saved a dog. I watched that dog run around in the desert every day. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm the executive producer of Tell Me Something True and co-created the show with Laura. You know, we have one goal here. Put something into the world that helps all of us figure out how we can have a better week. We think the best way to do that is to keep the pod ad-free so all of the work goes toward making something that's useful for you instead of hustling to keep advertisers happy. And this is where you come in. TMSD Plus is the membership program that helps to keep this show going. And whether it's through a monthly membership or a one-time contribution, TMST Plus members are super important because they help to pay for the pod's production and distribution costs. When you're a member, you get to join Laura for member-only events, send in questions for the AMAs, and you get access to the complete unedited interviews. It's pretty sweet, makes a difference, and you can make it happen with a one-time gift or for as little as five or 10 bucks a month. If your situation is such that becoming a member doesn't work, it's all good. We hope you enjoy the show, maybe share it with a friend or two, and we hope you check out the playlist we put together every week on Spotify. Just search the playlists for Tell Me Something True. It's free, and look, we're just thrilled that you're here. If you can become a member, you can find the link in the show description. Head over to tmstpod.com. It takes less than two minutes. Thanks a lot. This is the part that got me the most in the when, in the telling of the story is you said, and this is the the sort of meta theme of what I've learned about honesty is you you were doing it in a way you were tell, hold it, upholding this light because you actually thought your dog would die if you didn't and there's more to, there's there's details around that but I get that primal fear. It's like, I'm going to die and the dog's going to die. I, there's no choice. There's literally no choice. That's how it feels. Okay. And what you found out is 
it wouldn't people people not only would have supported you but maybe even supported you more and that's been my experience of the truth that it ultimately is life affirming and expansive yes but it's really it, you i don't think you could have done any different because you didn't so let's like whatever regret you might have in there still let's just say it went the way it did because it went the way it did and it couldn't have gone differently because it didn't. And the secret was going to kill you. The lie was going to kill you. And that's my experience also. It lies will kill you and shrink you and annihilate you. And telling the truth is ultimately always more life affirming because yeah. it puts the world in order. Yeah. And right? then God do the good people come out of the woodwork. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about I mean, and that was, that was actually one of the hardest parts for me was then in the aftermath, this very small subset of people who to this day, I mean, a random company will post a photo of one of my dogs and just, you know, cause he's got a new collar that, or that, what so many people are very quick to rush and say, well, this girl hit her dog. I'll never, I'll never be able to live it down, but there's there's so many people, so many more people who just, I mean, said so many things like, like you just said before, like, wow, I feel, I feel for you so much more now because that is, it's one thing to have something you love so much injured and on the brink of death. And to know that that is your fault is, mm -hmm. I mean, that was like, yes, Dagwood's accident and his recovery was really difficult, but that weight was exponential on top of that. And I think the fact that I carried it alone for so long, and then when I came out with it and, and people were just overall so supportive, I mean, I think there was... 8,000 individual donations and six people asked for their money back. And that is their right. I didn't publish, mm -hmm. publish it. I Venmoed them and said, thank you so much. Yeah. It's the middle of a pandemic. 15 bucks is a lot of, to, to people. And they yeah. have every right to ask for that back if they feel like they were duped. or. But ultimately, the truth made me feel even closer to to the people who had helped to begin with, because I don't think they realized how much they were helping me at the yeah. same time as they helped my dog. But then this was like a whole nother step of the trauma of then saying like, not only did I give you 15 bucks two and a half years ago, but now I'm, I'm telling you that it's okay. Mm -hmm. And we forgive you and you're not, bad. And again, that kind of really hit that trigger point for me too, that like you are bad. Yeah. Right. Cause it's the thing that you wanted to be was good. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You, you're, you have been given as we all are, we're given exactly the lesson that we need, that we need. And you, you got a bunch of big ones, like all, all in that one package. The, the core of that is, is all of that the the center i sort of picture like all these layers in this story there's the dog there's your ex there's the people there's instagram there's 
your own voice. And then there's this shame, like right at the center is this hot, like festering ball of shame, right? right. And and the lie, it can't breathe. It can't breathe in there. Um, I work with people being in recovery. I work with people in recovery too. And, and like, this is what they deal with. Like if I tell the truth, I will be annihilated. I'll like I will vaporize. I will want to die because everyone will hate me, you know. But the, the it's it never goes that way. No. Never no. ever ever goes that way. And I'm saying that for anyone who's listening who thinks that their ke- secrets are keeping them safe. You know, they just they they don't. They kill and I'm at, you know, sobriety for me now is about the truth, telling the truth. Yeah. As best as I can today. Because if I don't, I have a visceral body reaction to yeah. and feeling like it's going to make me sick because it will. Yep. So I think that that was, I think, the most beautiful lesson that – I don't want to say lesson because it sounds all wrapped up and hyperbolic and that's I not at all what this – I not want this to be like a self-help book. It's I have not. It's very not. It's like for self-help books. No, no. It's not a self-help book at all. It but I always find memoirs to be more self-help than self-help. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's um, the the thing that I thought was so beautiful uh, was that confrontation you had with the truth and that it ultimately was life affirming. Yeah. I mean, and it's interesting that you say that kind of at the core of my story is shame. And... I think that that unfortunately, I mean, that's something I'll be battling forever, you know, just feeling like there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. There's something inherently wrong with me. And writing this book and and being able to hear how much people have connected to that aspect in particular has made me feel like maybe there's not something wrong with me um, because I would never tell someone else that there was something wrong with them. Right. I would never answer an email from someone saying, I have never known how to put into words what it has felt like with my relationship with you know my parent. I would never write back, well, that's probably because you weren't good enough. <laughs> right. It's probably because you were, you know, and and so the fact that so many people are are in the same boat is is just there's nothing wrong with us, you know. And and a lot of ways, another really humbling thing was, man, when you go through your own divorce, and and I said this in in my attempts to reconnect with my father, and again because I'm not afraid to be honest, um, the book has done likely irreparable damage. Uh, that. We, we should talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was worst case scenario. And I mm-hmm. had to accept that in writing mm-hmm. my truth, mm-hmm. um, that other people were not going to be able to come to terms with the truth. Augustine Burroughs says the truth is expensive. Yes. It's expensive. Yeah. And it's the only 
way through uh, to set the world in order. And what I mean by that is your internal spiritual world in order. And, you know, there's discernment, of course, there's kindness, there's all these things that go into it. We don't just, you know, I I hear a lot of people just saying, well, that was my truth. And it's like, no, truth without kindness is, what is it? Truth without kindness is just brutality. Yeah. What, what is next? Like, what do you hope for? Um, I am very much loving being able to go on this book tour and I'm so grateful that I can hug people. Are you doing anything in Boston? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, New York and Boston. And I oh. I might go back and do something at the University of Rhode Island because that's where I went to school. Right. Well, um, I'm in Boston, so okay. I will I would love to come out if yeah. you want. If you need someone to do the event with you, I'd be happy to do I it. would love that. I would absolutely love that. I have loved this conversation. It was really good to talk to you. I had a lot great. of I loved it. It's um I really, really did love your book. As soon as I started reading it, I reached out and um I hope it travels far and I can't see, you. wait to see what else you do. Thank you so much. <sighs> All right. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you want more TMST, head on over to tmstpod.com and become a member. Members get access to the full uncut versions of these conversations previews of upcoming guests, invites to join me for members-only events, and access to our members-only community where I hang out a lot. We decided from the beginning to make this an independent project. We don't have sponsors and we don't run ads. This means that we can make the show all about you and not what our sponsors or advertisers want. But it also means we're 100% reliant on your support. So my request and my invitation is simple. Support the show by becoming a member, or you can simply make a one-time donation of as little as $5. I cannot stress this enough. You can make a huge difference for as little as $5. Please head over to tmstpod.com right now. Tell Me Something True is engineered and mixed by Paul Chufo. Michael Elsesser and I dreamed up this show and we're looking forward to joining you online and next time on Tell Me Something True.